Yeah. That's interesting. We're going to have to talk about that. Right? Of course. All right. You ready to knock into this let's, thing? Let's do it. All right. Everybody, welcome back to the Jameson on the Rocks podcast. Today I have with me Mr. Jake Kenny. Am I saying that right? That's right. Kenny, I like it, man. I'm glad so, to have man. you in here, buddy. How you doing? Thank you for having me, Bubba. I'm excited. You, you yeah. earned your own episode. He came in with the Granville guys, and he was over there. He'd chip in every now and then, but you earned your own episode, dude. I'm glad for it. That's right. Well, thank I, you for having me, man. Dude, I'm stoked. Yeah, I've personally been excited about this because usually, as I told you, my guests are musicians or bands or solo artists or whatever. And we've done a few just like goofing around episode with my buddies, but like this is something different, you know what I mean? Because you're in a whole different sphere, which I respect because I'm like got my eyes on it and everything. So just kind of tell me how you got started doing what you're doing. Tell me your position within the band. I know you represent a few guys kind of, yeah, sort of. 100%. So tell me about it. Yeah, so um, gosh, we could go way yeah. back on all my music. Let's go, man. So yeah, I actually did play music oh, back okay, in the okay. day. So, I didn't yeah, know I played, I played drums for gosh it's i was eight or nine years old that's awesome dude got my first kit it was like a old my brother's old kit he yeah. tried to play drums for about six months <laughs> didn't work out yeah and so that was too loud i busted through the drum heads when i was little <laughs> and so i wanted to get back into it my uh parents bought me uh, like an electric drum kit whenever okay. i was i guess about eight or nine yeah. and then whenever i was about i guess 11 or so uh -huh. i got like a legit sonar um drum kit Damn, it was okay. it, uh zildjian customs like everything nice. so it was awesome and then um one of my biggest mentors has taught me his name's josh chapel he josh toured chapel. with a band called highway 55 uh -huh. all over um ended up band ended up breaking up but um he, he moved back to albany yeah. and um he, he's my biggest mentor taught me all throughout um so you want to be a drummer you were like fucking want to be a drummer, drummer. so yeah. yeah that's uh that's where it my musical influence uh -huh. kind of started my dad my dad was in a band um in high school and college okay. a soul band he, my dad's like 65 years old so Word. back then uh -huh. back then um it was like that soul band the temptations oh, motown sick, all that good sick. stuff and cool. so he was in a, a a band in college like three piece horn section two mm -hmm. two uh two person background singers and yeah. i think it was like a whole nine piece band like full Damn, full like a full big band, band. full yeah. full bang man like uh st paul and the broken bones you know they're playing athens this friday really st paul and the broken bones you should, i didn't know that i they, didn't know that yeah it's probably gonna air after uh <laughs> after they play <laughs> it'll be close though it'll st. be paul close. And broken bones. <laughs> you but, missed yeah. it <laughs> so yeah my dad started uh doing music way uh, about the same time i guess i did okay um, whenever he was my age and so yeah. um he ended up figuring out the rock star lifestyle wasn't for him, <laughs> settled down and he became a doctor. And now he owns nice. like two, two so little doctor's money. offices around um, South Georgia. But then my sister uh -huh. got into music. She actually moved to Nashville wow. um, out of college. Kind of, kind of tried to figure out what she wanted to do. And then, uh -huh. Uh, work for I think like an apparel company for about six months. Realized okay. that is definitely not what she wanted to do, <laughs> and so she went to Capitol Records and got a receptionist job, dude. And so she worked well, that cool. job. And the cool thing about a receptionist job is like literally anybody that works through Capitol Records, <laughs> she's met them. She's met them. Whether <laughs> it was Keith Urban, the photographer, <laughs> yeah. or the other receptionist, yeah. you know, what I mean, like it, it was anybody. So she ended up making those connections, and then she yeah. worked there for about two or three years, and then moved to Sony. Oh, well, actually they merged so capital oh, merged yeah, with like four other record labels yeah, this is and like then, what 10 years ago yeah about 10 remember, years ago yeah. and um and made universal yeah and so she worked for universal for about a year or two and then ended up going to sony record label okay 
and then ended up uh, about three years ago going to Spotify, and that, that's where she is now. Damn, so, so she's yeah. a big dog. She she's a big dog, and that's that. I feel like that's where my primary uh-huh. music industry influence okay. came from. I feel I feel like I have it in my blood to have yeah, a little bit of definitely. you know actually be able to play. And so um, yeah, so back when like 2014, uh-huh. when I was I guess. 13 years old, 14 mm-hmm. years old, I was going to, dude, I was younger than that. Yeah. I was 11 years old going to, <laughs> going to shows and I'll never forget it. Like one of her artists, Sam Hunt, when she oh, was yeah. at Sony. No, that was Universal when she was at Universal. Yeah. Um, we went to his show at the Ryman and that's whenever he was on the rise. So like Sam Hunt released like Leave the Night on his like five track EP. Oh yeah. Over the summer and then he, uh, of 2014, then in November, he released Montevallo, his album. Mm-hmm. Well, this was right after his, uh, right after that summer. Montevallo hadn't even come out yet, yeah. but he was opening, he was the first of three opening for Kit Moore. And I forgot who was in between both of them. And uh-huh. we went to the Ryman and everybody came out for Sam Hunt. Dude. <laughs> yeah, and my si- so my sister was working for him. Mm. I think she was his public. she was his publicist at that point. Okay. And, um, and Sam Hunt's bringing the crowd at the rhyme and being <laughs> yeah. the first of three. He should be playing for people walking in, yeah. finding their seats or still downtown at the bars pre-gaming for the, <laughs> for the show. And so she was proud of that. And that yeah. was awesome. My whole family was there. But anyways, after that show, <laughs> we, we went to a rooftop bar until like two or three in the morning. And I was like Sick. 11, 12 years old, dude. I was like, what are we doing? But They're I was hanging out there. with all the, all, the, all the people. And so, yeah. you know, I got to know them. And back then, I still wanted to be a drummer. Okay. And so, um, my sister decided or convinced me not to be a touring drummer. Yeah. Because she wanted me to have like a family lifestyle, whatever. She, she was trying to, yeah. <laughs> so she was like, "Why don't you be a studio musician?" There you go, studio drummer. So you know, for for a minute, I was like, yeah. I was eleven years old. I'll be a studio drummer. I didn't know the difference. Uh-huh. And so then um, she was like, "Why don't you?" produce stuff and so (laughs) but granted you know she was surrounded around sam hunt which introduced this whole entire new style production to country music at that point and with zach crowell which is his producer he also produced Mm -hmm. my um, buddy connor smith now and writes but anyways all that type stuff and she kind of saw where the money was there yeah (laughs) and so um after that uh I, i i opened up like a a product like garage band or something. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I remember this is band. what, and I was still 13, 14. This is so, early, man. This You're is on the early. Ball, man. You're and I opened ball. it up and I was yeah. like, I don't think this is what I want to do either. <laughs> so after that, I just kept on playing music. I mm. played music in, um, in church and okay. just around, um, my mentor, Josh, uh, yeah. was really able to get me all these little smaller gigs around and stuff. So, um, we did that. And then I guess, ah, probably about three or four years ago. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of, I guess Mary Catherine saw that I kind of had the heart for music and that I want to be in the business side of music. And so she uh, who's, started who's Mary Catherine. Uh, Mary Catherine's my sister. Okay, my cool, bad, cool, my cool, bad. Gotcha. Yeah. My Mary, Mary Catherine, my sister. And nice. so she, she started setting up meetings uh, for me whenever I was in Nashville in like 2017. And so I met with like Sam Hunt's drummer who, who I already had a connection with and then yeah. like a production guy, like a buyer. Yeah. And then, um, well, I guess a buyer's production guy. And then, okay. and then also a, uh, a buyer, <laughs> an actual buyer than a buyer's production guy. <laughs> and then, um, and then like a manager. Yeah. yeah. And so kind of feeling out, but I still was like 16. I had just got my driver's license. Yeah. 
This is early, early. Early. Man. You're I, don't, I don't even know if I could drive yet. <laughs> this was like right before I turned 16. I Ubered uh-huh. everywhere. I went. I flew to Nashville, uh-huh. Ubered to my sister's house, and then I would Uber to these meetings because I couldn't drive. Yeah, yeah. So um, I was getting coffee with people and Ubering with the, with the people that had been all up all night since 3 a.m. Ubering people around drunk Nashville. That's crazy. So um, that's whenever uh, a lot of my Nashville mentors kind of came into play. So, uh, one of my biggest ones is Cappy, Cappy. which he goes by Cappy. His real name's Chris Cappy. Okay. And, um, he's Luke Combs' manager. Oh, wow. And so I guess whenever it really clicked to me that I wanted to manage someone is he took me out, uh, I guess February, 2018 or maybe 2019. I, it was mm-hmm. February. I remember cause I was there <laughs> cause Tyler Childers was recording yeah. something with Spotify and he took me out to dinner and, um, picked me up in his, his nice car. Yeah. And uh, and so I was like, okay, manager, okay. okay, here we go. And Luke Combs still is, you know, on this the rise, early, on the rise. Yeah, yeah 2018, 2019. Yeah. But Luke Combs was also, you know, selling out shows like it was yeah. nothing. So he took me out to this, uh, me and Mary Catherine, out to this uh-huh. uh, rooftop steakhouse. And I was like, man, what are you going to get? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I chicken don't know. tenders. I, I was about to say, yeah, do they have chicken tenders here? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he he blessed me with a very great meal. Really? And, um, <laughs> That's awesome. And dude. I was like, wow. But he also, you know, I was like, wow, this is awesome. Uh-huh. You know, the, there's potential in this yeah. uh, this side of the business. And But at the same time, um, you know, I, I was – trying to figure out what I was wanting to do. So I was asking him questions and he started explaining he owns a management company and they okay. probably have about 10 or 12 artists on it. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, so like, it's not just you. And he's like, yeah. no, I mean like we have this guy and then I have my assistant and then we have a day to day manager and then we have a business manager and we picture. have an accountant and then we have a tour manager. And I was like, at this point, <laughs> at this point, and like I can name those off right now, but yeah. he, he explained the entire tree to me and I yeah. was like, whoa this is insane <laughs> game changer i thought these people just walked on stage and just yeah, played their yeah, songs yeah, yeah. Like, dude. it seems and like that from the outside you it know? literally it does like and people that. don't and that's the thing with granville yeah. i manage granville for the people that are listening <laughs> we probably um, should have started with yeah that. <laughs> exactly and like people are people are like i mean what do you do yeah, and then yeah. and then you try to explain it to them and it's like I can't really explain it, but there's yeah. a lot of stuff that goes behind just getting them point A to B and what totally. exactly is going on, you know? I know exactly and, what you mean. And so and it, it's kind of hard to explain. It's kind of hard to explain. No, I know song, what you mean. Because you know like, like, like it's like to, to the outside, it just seems like you're sending emails, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you are, but like at the same time, they're, it's like, I don't know, 40% of the work, maybe 50% of the work of a show, maybe more, dude. Exactly. It's a lot. Exactly. And there's just so much stuff that goes on yeah between day to day. day to day yeah and then you get done booking a tour and then you're right back on yeah you gotta a tour. get out three and months out you know whenever you're booking a whenever you're booking a small artist like this i mean like yeah. i'm management photographer yeah. blah blah like, everything blah, blah. i'm everything <laughs> <laughs> i'm business manager booking and, agent exactly booking agent and everything so um yeah so anyways we we were nice, and I, I started to understand exactly kind of what I wanted to do. Well, that's very nice. And, you had a sister to do that for you. Oh man. my gosh! That's great. Yes, so great. Yes, and Mary Catherine, I'm so blessed by mm-hmm. my musical influences, and I guess my music industry influences yeah, now. Dude, that's great. And so Mary Catherine set me up there, and so then I kind of Mary Catherine is 
Mary Catherine wants the best for me, but at the uh-huh. same time, she wants me to understand that Nashville is not a place where she can just place me. She can only yeah. get me so far, you know exactly, what I mean? Exactly, yeah. So she'll send my number to someone <laughs> or, or uh, set me up a set me up with someone or something like that. But I mean, it's up to me after that. And she's very, um, she, she stands by that, (laughs) but she's the best whenever it comes to talking and she's always up for advice and everything. So I guess that happened about two years ago and I Uh started figuring out what I want to do. So I started, you know, just cold, guess, I guess cold DMing people, just, (laughs) just DMing people like, Hey man, let's go get coffee. Let's go, let's do this. Let's do this. And so, um, I started feeling out the industry and making connections, artist connections, um, production connections, just everything I could. Yeah, okay. And then, so Granville came to me in April. Okay. April, right before Shower Cap. And you knew them and, personally already? Yes. So okay. me and everybody in Granville is surprisingly, they've gone through lineup changes. Okay. But um, everybody in Granville is from Albany, Georgia. Yeah, that's crazy. All of our hometown. Yeah. We all went to high school together. But they've gone through probably, I guess, three or four band members. Yeah. So As um, you do. Exactly. Yeah. And um, so they came to me, and that that was whenever I was working for a production company for two years. Which company was it, if you don't mind me it, asking? Uh, it's called the Levy Studios out Levy of Albany. Studios. Okay, cool. So they do uh, marketing, media, yeah, um, yeah. production, a lot of like employee consulting type training, all this stuff. Okay. So they came to me and were like, hey, like whenever you get to Athens, do you want to be my photographer, videographer, or our photographer, videographer? And I was like, well, I mean, that would be great, yeah. but. I want to manage y'all. <laughs> and they're like, all right, well, let's do it. <clears throat> so um, we talked and I did, I did some photography, videography for them okay. whenever we were um, at Shower Cap. And yeah. I put, I put out something and then um, ended it's, up talking. This year's Shower Cap? This year's Shower this year's Cap. Shower yeah. Cap. So okay. there's, there's a video from that. And, you know, I, I've seen one where it's like, it starts out with somebody jumping over a puddle. I like that one. Is that That's you? That's it. That's Is that it. you? Yep. yep. <laughs> Traced it back. And I like that exactly. one. Exactly. It's very yeah. real, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I wanted to, after that, I wanted to transition out of, you know, the, the photography, videography phase yeah. because um, that, that's not what business. I want to do long, yeah. long term. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. good at talking to people, you know what I mean? Totally. And sitting down at a computer... I guess that's why I didn't want to do production back in the yeah. day because sitting on a computer for long hours and stuff, I'm a lively guy. I'm always mm-hmm. moving and stuff. I can so, sense that about you. I like that. Yeah. I so like that. Um, I kind of want to do that. And like the production studio I worked at, no hate to the levy, but like there was like a cave we worked in, yeah. no windows and stuff. So I was like, I've done this for two years. I'm ready to get out of here. I want to see and the sun. I'm ready to see the sun and walk and go get coffee with people. And so um, – Anyways, yeah, so that's when it kind of started. I went on around May. Okay. We started booking them in about May. And May then it's 2019, 2020? 2021. Okay, This gotcha. May. Gotcha. So only about six, seven months yeah. ago. And then we booked a tour, yeah. um, started promoting them more, and, you know. What was that um, like for you, booking the tour? Because, like, I won't say that you didn't have much booking experience, but you pretty much didn't have any, right? Kind of, sort of? Like, nothing. Booking. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing, dude. <laughs> nothing. And <laughs> How they, was they, it? they text me, and they're like, yeah, I mean, like, we, we'd like to get a fall 2021 tour. Yeah? I'm like, all right, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. I know some frat guys. Yeah. But, um, no, I, so... Going into that, I uh-huh. knew what a, a talent – well, actually, at the same time, I learned like three weeks ago what yeah. the difference between a talent buyer and a promoter were. Yeah. I just figured it out. Talent buyer. I don't even know. Okay, hold on. Wait. 
talent buyer books the band B- for the books venue. Books the band for the venue. And the other guy promotes it. Promotes it, but at the same time, he basically... I, don't <laughs> quote me on this, anybody, but... Um, he a, a promoter comes in and basically like rips out the venue, puts yeah, everything on the line. That's it. Yeah. So say Granville was booked at the Georgia Theater, yeah. which they already have an in-house staff and everything. They uh-huh. don't. I don't really think they promote stuff that gotcha. well there. But at the warehouse, for example, mm-hmm. they come in and I mean they pay. The promoter pays everybody, yeah. and say they did something at the Mercedes-Benz State. Luke Combs playing the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I mean, like you put hundreds of thousand dollars yeah. on the line there just to it's the risk. That's the guy that takes the risk. Exactly, that's okay. the guy that takes the risk. But very much yeah. of a reward if it works out. Like, <laughs> yeah. but if if Luke Combs didn't sell tickets, then yeah, you know, nothing. Promoter would be screwed. So, um, I, I so I knew a promoter which I thought he was a talent buyer for the longest time <laughs> until three weeks ago whenever I yeah. went to the show with him. But yeah. um, his name's Bradley Jordan. Bradley and he's he's from – he actually lives in Athens. Okay. But he owned the Peachtree Tavern in, um, in Atlanta, or I guess – yeah, it's in Atlanta. Yeah. And him and Cappy, Luke's manager uh-huh. – were extremely good friends back in the day mm-hmm. and he basically set uh cappy up with luke really in 2015 2014 and you know mm-hmm. where it was luke combs where did his manager find him guess where it is towards the theater maybe 40 watt oh really 40 watt dude Interesting. yes and he said hey i'm promoting this show why don't you yeah. um why don't you come and listen to this guy i mean i know you want to change or whatever yeah um basically they both were broke as can be, um, <laughs> the lowest they could. I mean, anyway, and yeah, the bottom. I know, I know. Bradley was. I don't know about Cappy, but Cappy ended up after that. Him and Luke, lowest they could be. Yeah. Um, trying to make it work, trying to make ends meet, and one of the coolest stories Cappy told me was that um, it was they they were at the they were sleeping on couches, uh, driving a raggedy car. <laughs> And they were down to their last fifty dollars, dude. And um, and their goal was to go get a new car. Yeah. And so, like all the money they made, they put into a jar. Uh-huh. And so uh, they're la- down to their last fifty dollars. And Cappy was like, "Dude, this is our last fifty dollars. Like, I've given you everything I can." Yeah. And um, the next day or next week, they hit like a fifteen hundred dollar show. Let's the next go, week they yeah. had like a ten grand show. Like <laughs> it just kept on going yeah. up. And those numbers may be wrong, but yeah. uh Close you enough. get the gist. Yeah, I mean yeah. it just it just took Good off. Break. And they bought like a two thousand nine Ford Fusion. They thought yeah. it was like the best thing <laughs> known to man. Yeah. And um so that's and at the same time I was like, that sounds kinda cool. Oddly yeah, yeah. that sounds cool. I, I wanna put everything on the line for something. Yeah, yeah. That you and believe kinda in. be low. Like yeah. I, I wanna I wanna put everything on the line something I believe in and hopefully it works. And it's kinda yeah. like being in the music business side of the industry is honestly like kinda being the musical side of the industry. I mean like yeah. when you move to Nashville, like if you you're pretty known in Athens right now. I mean, you know, you can play and you know, you play Paul Over yeah. Park. Congrats yeah, just announced that show. Thank you. Awesome. Man. And you know, people are gonna show out, people are gonna yeah. know who Jameson Tank is. You move to Nashville, dude, 
Nada. You don't know. <laughs> no one cares that's, who you yeah, are. Dude, that's the scary and, thing about Nashville is everybody's doing it, you know? Like, think about mm-hmm. all the Joes that are moving up there yep. to be managers and artists, you know what I mean? Exactly. That's what scares me about it. But exactly. It's so cool. such a cool place. It's so cool because yeah. the, the music community is so much smaller. That Nashville is so just as small as it is big. Okay. How, how so? And because I, I didn't – everybody – I've heard this so many times from people in Nashville and – I didn't really believe it till I really got connected up there, and uh, everybody somehow is connected to another person. Yeah. When, it, especially in the country music industry, and I kind of see that in the. I mean, you kind of see it in the jam band, Nash. Yeah. I mean, Athens type. Uh, Same kind of thing. You know, I get what yeah, you mean though. Yeah, people like are going to come out and support. Yeah. You know, people are going to know who Jameson Tank is yeah. because he does this and this, and I like the sound um, of that. And you're going to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and you're going to know, uh, say, Chad. Denny, because he's uh, yeah. Underground Springhouse's booking agent, and he also yeah. booked, you know, say, uh, the Revivals first. So that he didn't yeah. book the Revivals, but he may have booked them, them for yeah. back in the day. And so uh, that's the coolest thing about Nashville to me is because everybody is there, honestly, to support each other. Yeah, and yeah. you know, it will. I mean, beat you down. It'll beat you down, <laughs> but at the same time, it'll 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 pick you back up. When it, I, I listened to a podcast yesterday, it says Nashville is a town that owes you exactly nothing, yeah, yeah. but will give you everything. everything. I went and watched it after I saw you shared it. it was, oh, uh, you watched Big Loud, Craig right? Oh I don't know the guy's actual name, but he runs the whole Shout program. out Just Being Earnest. Ernest, Just Being Earnest is this? a great podcast, dude. So great. So amazing. And yeah. that same thing that he said, like Nashville is 90% replicators and uh-huh. uh, 10%, 10% creators. Yeah. Um, that I mean, that's so true. He was saying a bunch of shit that I was like, "Wow, that makes so much sense." Makes so much. Yeah, and great. that guy's been there since '85. Yeah, so he just writes know. songs, kind of. I'm sure yeah. he's in more stuff, but he's mainly songwriter. Yeah, he's a songwriter, and then I think he owns part of Big Loud. Okay, so I think that's where his connection is there. Um, yeah, that's the thing about Nashville. Like, I've put more attention to it. The like more business savvy I get, I guess. But it's like just crazy. Like, they're all like connected, kind of. It'll be like you know, like. Ernest Morgan Wallen and Jason Aldean like hanging out and just at a bar and like they're all there people are there you know what I'm saying like, exactly like network is everything exactly kind of here it's net- too, you know? connections are I mean that's crazy the, the connect yeah it's crazy the connections that are in Nashville yeah but also connections are everything whenever it comes to making it there yeah I mean you gotta know this person this person you gotta have a reputation to yourself for yourself yeah. but there was there was that time. one spot of the podcast he was like you just see people every night and it's like how is this guy not fucking signed? Like, I want to quit. They're so good. You exactly. know what I mean? It's like, that's exactly. crazy. It's like, wow. It's, yeah. And it's so sad that like, there's so many people out there that probably yeah. shouldn't be signed. Yeah. And there's so many people out there that should be signed. <laughs> yeah. It's like an image them. thing. Yeah. And I watched, uh, there's a, there's a song by an artist called Haley Witters and she's a smaller artist. Yeah, I don't know. And, um, she's on the rise and, um, doing good pretty well. And she's got some great music. Y'all yeah. should check her out. But, uh, they call Nashville a ten-year town. Yeah, I and believe it. She says, um, "I'm twelve years into a ten-year town. <laughs> ba- been That's waiting tables to make, and it's a whole entire song about how yeah. Nashville's. She's been Nashville for twelve years. And That's crazy. See, that's another realization I had. It was like, like when I moved to Athens, I started going to George Theater, seeing people like John Langston, like Riley Green, yeah. like I don't know who else, uh, but those are the two main ones I really dug. Yeah. And, like, it took me a minute to realize it, but, like, those motherfuckers are, like, 27. Like, when I first started seeing them or something exactly. like that, it was like, okay, these guys have been grinding for fucking eight years. It's not like they're 
just exactly. coming out. I was just hearing of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, wow, just crazy. And, you know, do they have a record deal then? And, I mean, I guess if you're playing George Theater, you probably have a record deal if you're on a national. Yeah. But, um, I mean, do you have a record deal then? Do mm -hmm. you have this? I mean, like, people grind, man, yeah. for a while. And, like, say Walker Hayes, that fancy-like song. Oh, yeah. That guy's, like, 40, 45 years old, and he's just now taken off over the past five or six oh, years. Oh, I forgot he's an older guy, yeah, yeah. I mean, he has a family of six or seven, <laughs> so dude. He's been doing and it. And I'm like, man, like, that's crazy. But at this, and, and that's what a lot of people don't realize about Nashville is that everybody from the outside is like, oh, yeah, you know, Jameson's going to chase his dreams yeah. and going to go make it in Nashville. And a lot of people don't realize that it takes so long. I mean, so you have long. to be there and like building connections and yeah. connecting people. And, uh, it takes a while to a do minute. that and build a reputation. I mean, my sister has been there for 12 years now mm -hmm. and for like two years, three years, she was the bottom of the totem pole. I mean, she was a receptionist yeah. at Capitol Can't records. Even... And then, you know, you, now you she's start, working at Spotify. Like now now, now she's working at Spotify. Right? Yeah. And um, so, you know, it, it's Nashville. It's we'll, we'll offer you uh, or owes you nothing, but we'll yeah. give you everything. So, it's a good roundabout yeah. on that. I think, dude, like, honestly, your job is networking, kind of. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't know. I hate to put a percentage on everything, but, like, 70 percent don't mm -hmm. you think? 100%. I mean, because, like, 100%. like, just, like, grinding and, like, meeting the people and, like, Talking to the manager after the show, you know, at the bar if you're there, exactly. at the, wherever they're playing. Uh, emails, got to stay on top of those. Like, who to write the check out to? Yeah. What's the deal? You know what I mean? Uh, what time we playing at? Graphics. That's all you. Yeah, exactly. So your networking is your, is your thing, right? Yeah, networking's uh -huh. all of it. And that's why I said I, I like being out and about and, yeah. and uh, talking to people on the phone and everything. And so I guess that is the I guess that's the gist of it. Yeah. And if and the thing is, if honestly, if your band doesn't provide, uh -huh. then it's on this on me. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's on me. And I guess I could talk about this right now. I hope this guy ain't gonna listen to this podcast. But I mean, like, <laughs> so like th this guy gave us. Uh, we had a gig on Thursday or Friday, yeah. and. This guy came up to us and we were selling shirts, selling merch, and you know it's twenty five dollars a shirt. And he's like, mm -hmm. "I'll buy four shirts." And I was like, "Well, all right." And we, I had hired a merch guy out, and the guy was like, "Yeah, this guy wants this." And I was like, "Sir, what do you want?" I mean, de deal. Yeah. All right, so here we are dealing with one person right here. Yeah. And I was like, "I got a hundred dollar bill," and I was like, "All right, do you want four shirts?" He's like, "Yeah, we'll take four shirts." But listen. You have to play Tightrope by Stevie Ray Vaughan. That's like deal breaker. I was like, okay, okay, cool. And so he gets four shirts at a hundred dollars, or twenty five bucks a piece. Yeah, a hundred dollars. Uh -huh. So he owes us. I mean, he paid the right amount for. He didn't give us a tip or nothing. Yeah, yeah. And so he and he kept, comes up to me after he gets him. He's like, dude, I need I need that song played. My wife's gonna love it. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna try my best. I'll try my best. So I go up to the guys and I'm like, hey, can y'all play Stevie Ray Vaughan Tightrope? And Jackson was like, well, yeah, we'll try it. We'll try to do it. <laughs> and so we don't – the guys announce, hey, this is their last song, and they don't play it because yeah. they probably had 30 minutes left in their set. And, you know, we, we have a pretty strict set list that we stay to. And uh -huh. what I do, I tried. And so this guy comes up to me and is like, man, man, what? what? Are, are you kidding me? 
are you kidding me? I was like, man, like I'm, I'm trying my best. Yeah. And it's just like dealing with stuff like that. And that's not the biggest instance, yeah. but it's just like bullshit work. kind Exactly. Like, and, yeah. and you have to be able to distinguish who matters and who yeah. doesn't. And at the end of the day, like the fans, the most important person, yeah. but at the end of the day, you cannot please everybody. Yeah. And dealing with de- working in the music industry, you have to honestly deal with, you have to learn to let a lot of stuff just fly over oh, your yeah, head. Totally. There totally. are so many, and there's some great people to work with in the industry. Yeah. And you know, there's some people that are harder to work with. Totally. And you know, at the end of the day, they may be getting you to the next spot. So, I mean, a lot of the stuff they say to you, give you a hard time, do all this stuff. And you have to let it fly over your head. Yeah. For the better I, of the longevity exactly, of the group. Exactly. So. Yeah. Exactly. And the longevity of my career and yeah. whatnot. And so, <laughs> so sometimes there's some instances where like, they're like, man, you have to say this to this person. I'm like, I, no, I'm I'm not going to say that to that person because, you know, this person knows this part and they don't realize the connections. But I'm like, yeah. this person knows this buyer and this buyer is, uh, works closely with this uh, agent. This yeah. agent works for this manager. I know if, if word gets, everything. and I still got three years till I get to Nashville, yeah, <laughs> you know, that, that work could travel around for two and a half years and then uh-huh. get there right before I'm supposed to get there. And, uh, and you know, I could arrive. get, get snubbed by that management company that would want to hire me. <laughs> yeah. you know? So, yeah, um, it's interesting because like it it's just like you're saying like it's all about connections like when i was trying to get booked at the warehouse like a year ago it was like i would talk to the guy at the warehouse uh the guy who owns it gosh what's his name not not william um brian cow brian cow yeah. yes and he'd be like uh william's our booking guy but uh he's really only booking guys that are already on his radar so i was like Real. okay well wow okay that makes okay. sense so i was like gotta get on this guy's radar there we go. so and you know you you work up to that yep. and then next thing you know william's booking everything for you you know what i mean exactly yeah, yeah. which and i haven't you know, got there yet but working on it and yeah and bridwell has i mean bridwell has connections and this is the this made it a lot easier whenever you do get into booking shows and whatnot like mm. you can work with three or four buyers and they have connections to everybody yeah, around the southeast exactly so i mean we put together a 15 show 20 show That's right around lot, i get or ah, somewhere around there 15 show tour uh-huh. and you know i worked with three or four buyers yeah you know what i mean okay so like uh Bridwell will book um or William Bridwell trio, will book right. warehouse, yeah, warehouse blue room Blair. barrel house barrel house south yeah. and i think he hooked me up with Clemson yeah, yeah he was the one that hooked me up with Problem? Clemson uh loose change mm-hmm. Clemson because he knows uh Chris guys. Chris should be the guy there Chris probably Chris or Alex Fuller yeah, Chris Fuller. Fuller, yeah. Chris Fuller. Yeah, such yeah. a nice guy. Okay, I was about such to say, nice I, I, thought I was trying to remember his name. Yeah. We ended up Chris. having to cancel that show. Shout out, Chris. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he, we, had, we had to cancel that show, but he yeah. was like the nicest. He was so, so nice so about nice. it. So professional. Of cool course. Guy. Of course. But that's that's interesting that you got to stay with it because, like, say you, I don't know, play Blue Room one night and get in a fight with a manager uh, about something, and it's like William Hurt's like, oh, the manager tells William that all oh, these guys are fucking tough to deal with. The manager's an asshole. Exactly. Yada yada. They were hounding me over this and that. It's like, well, fuck. They're not gonna book them again. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like that's like a lifetime loss for the group, kind of exactly. per se, maybe. Exactly. And I've I've made plenty of calls to buyers and be like, yeah. hey, would you all want to do a co bill here and blah blah yeah. here? And you know, they're like, and people are straight up about it. They say, no, I don't work with those people anymore. Interesting. They don't. I don't work with these people anymore because they did this, and they'll be straight up about. It. I'm like, 
Wow. Yeah. I mean, Man, that's like, like <laughs> there we go. I guess we don't, I guess we don't do that anymore. Yeah. And so you, you really do have to be careful. And, you know, for the most part, like all me and you and, you yeah. know, all of our bands and stuff are, are great guys and we would never do that. But you have to make me, if you get mad, dude, it, let it you fly. fly. Let it fly. Yeah. Let it fly. I mean, what's your main, what's my main job at the end of the night is get uh get the money yeah. so um <laughs> so make sure yeah, we get you know, out of here what and, we earned and sometimes if it, if it does come down to it, it this it, it's not, it hasn't yet but i mean like get the money and we will never be back in this town yeah. again and, yeah. and it's fine and and you know don't say anything just don't deal with it and yeah, and, and you should be good uh I, I listened to marcus king podcast and he was uh-huh. like yeah um Whenever they, uh, he played dive bars for, oh my gosh. Years? Like, yeah, years. Yeah. He, he played dive bars when he was like 14 years old mm-hmm. and they escorted him in right on stage because 21, uh, 21 over bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Escorted him on stage right right when he got out, escorted him right off. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, because he couldn't be in the bar. But um, he, he said whenever they wouldn't pay uh, his band, they would just start taking stuff. <laughs> They'll just take it, take some PA equipment, yeah. <laughs> just take take some bar stools or something. They'd be like, "What yeah. are you doing? Well, you gotta pay me." And yeah, dude. So, yeah, man. And it's, it's it's people don't believe that kind of shit happens, but like bars will try not to pay you. They will one hundred percent do it. We, yeah, I've me, had it happen in Athens, bro. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> we, we we talked about yeah, this, I know what you're uh, about. and you know I I don't want to get down yeah. that uh, down that track because which is like smart. we said, yeah, like we let said, it fly. You, you don't you don't talk about that stuff, yeah. but you know we've um, it does happen. It, it for happens. The people listening, it yes. happens, and yeah. it really happens at this uh, smaller phase, and, and that's the yes. thing. Uh, a lot of people don't. Uh, they want you to come in and they want you to play music, but they don't appreciate it really. I mean, yeah. they, they, it's just like know, a tradition kind of or something. You know, yeah. And uh. my guys have been at it since 2016. Mm-hmm. They've been perfecting their craft. Since Good 2016, yeah, and you know, they they've come a long way. You uh-huh. know, over the past year, it's really progressively increased. Oh, yeah. But um, you know, my guys have been at tw- since 2016, mm-hmm. and so you know, if a thousand dollars that if one night at a bar and you can't pay my guys a thousand twelve hundred bucks, and yeah. you really netted four or five thousand dollars and we're the people that brought your crowd <laughs> yes, because they them. heard they heard music outside. <laughs> Like, man, yeah. man. It's, it's tough. Like, yeah. I don't like to work with places like that, just for obvious reasons, you know, but it's like, it's like really like one, like two, I'd say like, I don't know, like six people are mm-hmm. netting you guys. Like they'll offer us 400 bucks. You know, it's like, exactly. bro, six people in that bar are giving you 400 bucks. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. A night or like total. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And that's where you make the money. Yeah. Is yeah. off those drink sales. Yeah. Dude. And then if you charge five or 10 bucks at the door, you know, dude, you, you're making some money. Yeah. And um, where you really learn that how much money they're actually making is the people that are 100 percent compliant with you uh-huh. know paying you and everything and like um, there's some there's some bars that uh, and I 100 percent get it are like hey we'll pay you right after I, I ask for sometimes I'll ask for payment upon arrival yeah and um, some bars are like no we we want to do the money at the door before we do that and okay. right when we get the money at the door then we'll do that we'll be counting it as we go yeah and the the amount of time from doors open to when they get that money to me is so soon because they're yeah. they're really compliant with it. And I'm like, okay, this shows that these bars are actually yeah. making this much money so yeah. fast. <laughs> yeah. And so the ones that tell me they're not are yeah. uh, are lying. <laughs> they're lying. So. And it's, it's tough because like, um, you know what I mean? Like uh, when there are bars in town that will just give you the door, which is super fair, you know? Mm-hmm. And then like, 
everybody's going to the one that doesn't have a cover, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is not a problem, like, personally, but, like, it's just tough, you know? In some places, like, yeah, you guys can come, but honestly, we can't give you more than 400. It's like, well, fuck, we kind of can't come do this exactly. more than once, you know what exactly. I mean? And yeah. once is, like, if we have another gig nearby. So I'd say routing is difficult. You had any trouble routing a lot of shows? Mm-hmm. Like, because I know you guys went all the way to Virginia, I mean, Statesboro, uh, Milledgeville, all that stuff. Um, I know a lot of like weekend run kind of things, which I think is the smartest way to do it. Yeah. Um, you have any trouble routing these sort of things? I mean, you're booking three months out, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three, four months out. Okay. Um, yeah. Routing is tough. Very. Um, I don't think we, this fall, we got into too far of shows apart mm-hmm. to where routing, um, really made sense to really hyper focus on. Yeah. But, um, whenever it came to like the Virginia stuff and it was like, man, like, Tapping into Virginia would be awesome. Be so, so like, I don't want to give this up. And so routing really didn't make, make much sense then. But, for example, um, Brid will, say, booking uh-huh. Statesboro. He'll also book Savannah also. Yeah, that's so nice so, so Statesboro and Savannah, we stay with a friend at a friend's house in Statesboro and drive over to Savannah. It's an hour drive, drive back that's that nice. night. And so you're fine there. But um, I didn't get into much routing. What I did, honestly, was book a ton of um, – public shows in like September, October, and then November was like almost all like frat shows. On the, like, like just off the cusp kind of stuff or yeah. like booked three months out? Dude, these frats were booking a, a while out. Yeah, um, really? Yeah, man. They're, uh, we had a, we had between fraternity and public shows, dude, we, we were completely booked, I guess, September and October. And that was because they booked a, they booked a while out, um, uh-huh. I don't really know why yeah. they went ahead and um, if you tell people they're you're getting your books full yeah. almost and uh, they'll they'll, they'll get on it. on it. See, that's a good tip because like honestly, I've had the like complete opposite experience. It's been like, hey, can you guys play Friday? Almost every time at really? fraternities, almost every time. Yeah, and then the next time they book us far out because they saw yeah. we could do kind of exactly. stuff. But most of them been like last minute hail marys, like we need yeah. a band on Friday. And really? So that's interesting that you're getting them a good ways out. Good for you yeah. guys. Good for you guys. Yeah. So you can go and kind of budget out the, you know, what what, what we do like to do is uh-huh. when you're speaking about routing, is that I would book so say, um, Statesboro on Friday, we would book like a Southern Social gig on and Saturday or Thursday. We would we would book that on Friday. Okay. So we would play Southern Social on Friday. Then I'll be like. I would contact all the fraternities in Statesboro and be like, hey, we'll be in town that oh, weekend, that's so, so let's book on Saturday, and one would usually bite. Yeah. One or two would usually bite, and then you kind of get in negotiations. So, um, that's kind yeah. of the name of the game, right? It's like show the people that you're trying to book with that you have gigs, even better if they're nearby, to give them a reason or an exactly. incentive, like, oh, we can help this guy out, because everybody wants to help you out, you know? Yeah, it's dude. like, hey, we're going to be in town playing Tuscaloosa on Friday night. We would love to play your bar as well on Saturday. We'd love mm-hmm. to play your fraternity. Isn't that kind of the exactly. – is that kind of how you do yeah, it? Yeah, that, that's that's exactly how I would do yeah? it. You know, I'll make it work, and, you know, we can give you a little bit of a deal because we'll already yeah. be in town. We don't have to budget in that traveling expense and whatnot. Very nice, so, very nice. Um, kind of doing that, and that'll make the weekend – I mean, obviously, bars don't pay as much as frats. So, yeah, never. Um, what you do is you make that weekend worthwhile <laughs> – yeah, so, with the one frat show. Yeah, exactly. So, so when you were when you were booking the tour, did you book fraternities first or was it just all at once? Because I know a lot of people try to like, they call it money gigs or whatever, which is just a slang, I guess. But yeah. like, you know, you have your money gig and then exactly. you book your bars around them. It was I, all all at the same time. It was yeah. like me. Mass email. 
Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I made like email templates and sent them to like the weirdest places. I had <laughs> no idea. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> I, I, but the thing was, I hadn't even set foot in college yet. Yeah. I'm, nine, I'm 18 years old, <laughs> still in, like finishing up high school, graduating and emailing all these bars. That's crazy, like, man. And, and the thing is, whenever you do get into, I guess, college, yeah. you're able to feel out what bars and whatnot. Like, I know the three or four bars in Auburn and then the two uh -huh. bars in Statesboro and which ones to play and which ones yeah. have music and what fraternities to play and which I know. That's Gosh, great. I know man. a lot of stuff about like fraternity budgets for the rest of the year uh. that I should not know. But um, yeah, Good I know the fraternity man. budgets and networking. stuff. Networking. So. It's We're back working. to the start. You exactly. Know what I mean? Exactly. That's interesting, dude. That's so fascinating oh, to me because I know how much of a craft it is. Because like you're like my my problem, not problem that I'm having right now, but like what I'm trying to work around is like, all right, I want to book these bar gigs that I can get, but like I don't want to be booked up every weekend and then fraternities be hollering at me like, yo, can you play Saturday? Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like. Fuck, we're going to Tuscaloosa exactly. for seven hundred dollars. You know what I mean? It's like we're getting railed, yeah, but dude. like you know, I can't leave them open either and just hope. You know, you exactly. know what I'm saying? So, anything exactly. to say about that? Kind of, um, not really, not really. Yeah. It hurt. I've had a lot of gigs that have hurt. That I mean, those that's kind of how we met. That, you were you said something in a group me about a frat gig, right? You were like, yeah. Does anybody I need did. one this afternoon? I was like, fuck, I want to do it. I know, I I did, and yeah. that was because Ashton had the flu. Our bass player had the flu. Okay, and um, gosh, I we had to give up. We ended up doing acoustic set at that one with yeah, just James. They Jackson. told me about that. Yeah, but um. Yeah, there's been some dude yeah. that I had to turn down. I was like, "Well, we're playing a bar," but oh, that's that, tough. Yeah, but anyways, what interests me is that a lot of people like we're so involved in the frat jam band small bar market, but a lot of people in Nashville never country music really doesn't exist in a frat market that much at all. Is it's there most, a frat market in Nashville? Well, I, I'm talking you about just mean in yeah. General, so, so in say I was a country artist, it yeah. would be hard to get booked in yeah. Athens. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, so it's pretty tough trying to figure out. Like my my buddy Connor Smith, he played the yeah. Warehouse on Friday. Good for him. And um, I'd actually heard of him before I met you via TikTok. Awesome. So I'm on awesome. TikTok promoting that's shit a, out of that song. Dude, that's another thing I didn't tell you. We, me and him, did TikTok. Um, um, I guess throughout the first half of this year. Yeah, like he, a, a campaign kind of. Yeah, so this is the deal with Connor. Connor is born and raised in Nashville. Okay. Me and him have been buddies. Um, Connor has the coolest story. He <laughs> he uh, he's born and raised in Nashville. Was in Montana. Filmed a video of him covering "Cop Car" by Keith Urban. Keith Urban, yeah. But Sam Hunt and Zach Crowell wrote it. his new producer wrote it yeah. and produced it. Okay. Well, I guess whenever they put it out for Sam, Zach yeah. produced it. Anyways, he tagged both of them. And they, and Zach said he's gotten tagged in like so many, so many of these things. And he just decided to look at this kids and ended up um, working out. He got set up with his new, his manager now. That's and um, it just started taking off. He, he got signed to a record deal in 2019. He released that video in 2017. Okay. So right around the time he got signed to a record deal, me and yeah. him got coffee. I think it was like maybe a couple months before or after. And, um, and so that's where that connection was built. But yeah. anyways, he signed in February, maybe January of 2019. Okay. I'm just now hearing of him. He did not put out a single song until June 2021. So they were planning it? Two and a half years. Damn. 
And so not to, we can get into the whole entire label conversation yeah. if you want to, but <laughs> not to uh, degrade the label or anything, but you know, that that's where he was coming from. Yeah. And he came to Albany and we went out to my farm. We did a little hunting trip and whatnot. And um, he, I was like, dude, what is going on? It's yeah. been two years. It's that's been two years. So you need music. This is what you're doing for a yeah, living yeah. and you can't put out music. What What is going on? Mm. And he's like, dude, I don't know. I want my music out so bad. This is what I live for. And yeah, you can't yeah. put out music because the, the label really wasn't um, letting them. Yeah. And I said, all right, well, let's do TikTok. And he's like, I'll never do TikTok. I'll <laughs> never do TikTok. A week later, I get a call. Hey, man, you want to do TikTok? <laughs> and I'm like, And he Whoa. murdered it on TikTok, man. Oh, my. He killed dude. it. Yeah, with I Hate Alabama, dude, yeah, it was that insane. Camp, whatever the video plan for that one was, I remember seeing those and thinking, fuck, that's probably going to be a pretty big so song. Good. His so bro- good. His brother does all his video content. Really? So he's a brother that is like a producer, director, yeah. editor in Nashville. Yeah. And so he, I mean, Connor has the hookup when it came to that. So yeah. me and him started doing TikTok content and started getting more and more and more and feeling, figuring mm-hmm. out the algorithms. And we made a fan group on GroupMe. Oh, fan group on GroupMe. And we got over 500 people in there. Damn, that's um, sick. Would, would give them unreleased stuff. Would um, get them like uh, tickets to shows, yeah, give away yeah. those. Giveaways kind of um, stuff. Give away a sign, guitar, all this stuff. But this was still before I Hate Alabama and yeah. all this stuff. Then, um he told me he was releasing I Hate Alabama. And, dude, the Lord's timing is perfect because yeah. he released I Hate Alabama on Friday and they lost on Saturday to Texas A&M. <laughs> I was there and in Tuscaloosa that weekend. You were playing. in Tuscaloosa. We were in Tuscaloosa playing. Everybody got pissed when they lost and they oh, left the bar. <laughs> my God. I, I would have too. I would have. Oh, my gosh. Tough dude. set, man. Tough oh set. Oh, my gosh. While Connor was absolutely like it just on exuberant. cloud nine. <laughs> I bet, That's amazing. man. So, yeah. It's honestly a pretty ballsy song, like, just to say, I hate a state in general, you know what I mean? Oh, like, my gosh. And yeah. it's going so well for it, and man. And he showed me that song in uh-huh. July. And, you know, he had his, um, Hunter Phelps wrote that song, and he had Hunter okay. Phelps on the demo, and um, Connor actually didn't write that song. That's one of that. his only songs that I think he'll put out for the next couple, few years that yeah. he didn't write. Um, Connor was a great great writer i saw he had a few Um, other singles before it i've never i've never checked that deep into him though he has five songs out yeah completely now and four of them are all all ones he's written and dude great writer some of his deep cuts insane but anyways hunter phelps on the song and i was like man you know i kind of like that song but i don't know i mean it's saying i hate a state yeah yeah. and you know um i didn't get the whole entire braves cap on my head braves hat on my head because it looks like the Alabama A and I was yeah. like, I don't get this and you know <laughs> and so I was like, I don't I just don't know about that. Every <laughs> yeah. other one, dude, all those deep cuts, dude. Mm, let's put yeah. them out. But I d I didn't know about I hate Alabama and he told me he was putting it out and I was like, all right. I I, I, I okay. Let, let's just see what let's just see what happens. And so you know, this happened. It happened, it's, man. It's What's great. he got now? 300,000 monthly listeners, something like that? I think so. I mean, uh, he Last has, time I listened um, to him a few weeks ago, it was something like that. <laughs> but it's such, a, it's such it. a great idea for a song. It is ballsy, though, because like, it's like a fan base could hate you for it, kind of. But I really um, don't think they do. Like, they probably accepted it. I think they think it's a cool thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like got the whole storyline. It's got the whole specific kind of country thing going on. Yeah. And great song, honestly. And you'd be surprised the Alabama people kind of like lights a fire yeah, under them, dude. Yeah, like, it's kind of like... 
Yeah, it's, it's kind of like cool. You know what I mean? It's cool, the, and they and they kind of like. If someone said yeah. I hate George, I mean, like, I'd be like, I'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> don't drop but, that shit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, but like but, every Saturday of every college football season forever, that song get played. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Exactly, and all the though. Auburn, all the Auburn oh, yeah. people were all over. I mean, they're playing at the bars and stuff, yeah. and they play it. I mean, people just and we'll be playing it on yeah. repeat this weekend because we're yeah. playing Alabama. <laughs> this will probably air after that, but um, I'm, I'm hoping we're SEC champs by the <laughs> I time. I so, uh, After after this, I got faith. Got but faith. I got faith too. Yeah, man. And you know, so that's that's where that takes off. But at the same time, Connor is an artist, and that's what you got to be careful whenever you are managing artists, like their their reputation and who they want to be remembered by. Like at the yeah. end of the day, Connor doesn't want to be, and I, I know he would say the same exact thing. He doesn't want to be remembered as the I hate yeah. Alabama guy. Totally. He wants to be remembered as that, like, you know, songwriter kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. The songwriter. Like, um, Trey Lewis at the end of the day, doesn't want to be remembered as the dick down in Dallas. guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> he does. He, um, you know, as an artist, you, you always, Connor has so much better stuff and this yeah. is working for him right now. And, you know, once his album comes out, I think it's going to 100% take out. Huge. And I love seeing um, his other songs are getting radio play, like on the Good highway on XM radio. So it's great. But uh-huh. um, I think this is like Lord's timing is amazing. That's He yeah. would say the same exact thing. It's amazing. And he's a Tennessee fan. So, <laughs> <Perfect>. um, <laughs> so it doesn't really – he's not really a big competitor. Love you, Connor, but y'all really aren't that big com- competitors in, in the, the college. In, I guess in the in, past couple years. In the, in in the, the, 90s, in the sports they had a good market. <laughs> oh, they'll be back, man. They'll be yeah, back. Man. Yeah, yeah. So, But that's awesome, dude. Well, fuck, that's, that's a great little look into that kind of story because I don't know that much about them, but you're kind of dude. filling me in. And it's it's amazing how quick country artists, like they have that big hit, like Dick Town in Dallas, like uh, mm-hmm. I Eat Alabama, like – hurricane for luke combs like country country fans blow artists up quicker i personally think like, i think they do too and they're like they're, they're and they heavy stick. on it yeah the the biggest thing is getting that like what we call it whenever we're working the production company is the landing page and so the if you can page. What is you so connor's main landing page what he would want people to land on at the end mm-hmm. of the at the end of finding him would be spotify his spotify gotcha. profile so they see i hate alabama on um on TikTok, and uh-huh. then you go to a little link in the bio for TikTok, and it takes you to the, to the Spotify page. Totally. And so you're, you're hoping that would be the final landing page, other yeah. than that, just that like. So, um, you know, and yeah, Luke with Hurricane. Luke started out on Vine and yeah. Facebook way and all that back. good stuff way, way back. back. And Luke uh-huh. busted it, man. Luke busted good it. Good for and him. So, um, you know, he and, blew up faster than anybody, it seems like. Just exactly. Fucking, but it was a while. I remember seeing he would play George the Theater. There was this graphic of him like drinking a Miller Lite, pouring it all over his face. I was yep. like, who the fuck's this guy? You exactly. Know? But yeah, exactly. it happened so quick, but not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like years of Vine. And then <laughs> exactly. he seemingly becomes just and massive. You see that with, I feel, I mean, 12 years into a 10-year town, you know what yeah. I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. Morgan Wallen played on The Voice yeah. back in like 2014 totally. or something totally. like that. And he... Now he has, like, the number one selling album, yeah. all genre. It's or crazy, crazy. I saw him. Yeah. He, he played the theater. He did two nights. You remember when he did that? It wasn't even a year no. ago. It wasn't even a year ago. He did no two way. nights at the theater. And now, I saw him. You ever heard of Carolina Country Music Festival? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, anyway, massive. I went down there one year, and he was playing the breakout stage. So, like, no the little stage. It was like It was, like, 1.30 p.m. And, like, everybody meandered from the big stage over the back, and it was packed back there. I was like, damn, this guy's going to be fucking massive. Yeah, and that's the you crazy know? thing about country artists. They progressively... If you're going to make it, you yeah. can tell, like, 
the the Sam Hunt Morgan Wallen Luke Combs mm. that I've seen grow. Like Sam was first of three opening for Kit Moore, That's and crazy. he packed out the house. Luke Combs played Mercedes Benz Stadium with Eric Church. He was uh, he was second of three. It was Brothers mm. Osborne, Luke, and then Eric Church, and that was in twenty twenty. Yeah, 2019, December 2019, or like January 2020. And and Luke brought the crowd, and there was probably about a fourth to about half of the crowd left for Eric Church, dude. And whenever you get to that point as an artist, it's like, wow. It's like, Entertainer of the Year is like waiting on you there, but you have to like, almost like, like Connor, like, I feel like he has a good shot of, Artist of the Year. Uh-huh. I mean, not Artist of the Year. New Artist of the breakout Year. Breakout artist, right? Yeah. yeah. Or Breakout or same like thing, uh, thing. New Artist. Yeah. And it's like you could put out, he could put out one of those deep cuts. And I mean, mm-hmm. you have really good music. And you, you're getting this following, I Hate Alabama and everything. And it's almost sitting there waiting on you. But technically, you have to put out an album. Yeah. And you have to go uh, start. You have to be second of three opening yeah. on a arena tour. Keep and you know what I mean? Like, and so, so like that, consistency kind of wins. Is that what you're saying? Consistency and just Nashville being yeah. so cookie cutter. <laughs> that's my least favorite part about Nashville mm-hmm. is like the kind of doors on it and stuff. And but. that's what Craig Wiseman said is like Nashville is 90% replicator replicators yeah. and 10% creators. Yeah. It's, it's very rare that you hear something like, I hate to, well, that's not fair to say. I'm sure it's out there, but like sound wise, like breaking through this like entirely new, you know of what I mean? Course. Like that formula is there. And, and, you know, I'll, I'll get hell for this till the day I die, but that's why I love Sam Hunt so much. Yeah. It's because he was the person to come in. No one had yeah. released any type of music like him. He had the whole ever. like pop thing going on. He had the whole right? entire like pop, pop thing. Country. Gosh, kudos to him. Yeah, I don't, he was early. I do not like at the end of the day, I do not care about if something's country music or yeah, not country music. Don't give a shit. It's I a good do song. not it's good care song. if it's a good song, yeah. if it's a good artist, if I like yeah. his music, I like his music. And if he wants to be classified now, if, if you're start classifying Drake as country music, it'd be a, it's going <laughs> to be a completely different thing. Yeah. But like, and then they, that's just a pointless argument. If you're too stupid to argue that, yeah. if, if, if you think you're smart enough to argue that, then you are stupid. Yeah. You are stupid. You you just don't know enough about the, the genre. Or, yeah. I mean, because when Garth Brooks started playing, he was, I mean, he might as well have been streaking across the stage yeah. of the AMAs because no one had ever seen that before. Yeah. And when Johnny Cash. That ain't country. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing that I don't like about the country thing is a uh, uh, – well, that's see, that's not even fair to say, but like you hear that a lot. Like people like share something, it'll be like, "This ain't country." Like, who gives a fuck, man? Exactly, you know what I mean? Like, dude. Just let them do what they're doing. Exactly. Like, I'll get tired of songs, and I mean, I don't. Yeah. Some some of these songs I do not like, but I I just hate the label. Like, yeah. just this snap the fingers. Oh, that's not country music. I don't listen to it. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, like stop, dude. Good dude. song, is a good song. I don't care dude. what genre it is. Exactly. I listened to uh, the "Just Being Earnest" with Jason Aldean. You ever listen to oh that? Oh my one? gosh, great one! Great one. Yeah. yeah. What does he say in that one? Um, he talks about this for a minute, yeah. talking about people always about saying that one of his singles. Uh, gosh, I remember when it came out. It had like a more like poppy sound. They were hating on it. Mm-hmm. It's like that's bullshit. Yeah, I'm right. That's a good song. Exactly. So the one with Bobby Bones, also. Yeah, I've seen a little bit of that one. That one's so interesting. And Bobby, Bobby talks about that, and he says anything musically, and you could honestly extend this to any type of creative entertainment type market, but um, anything musically that stays Uh stagnant dies. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. If people keep on producing the same exact music, yeah, and that's what you got into with the, you know, the 2010, I guess 2014. It was like uh-huh. a dead period of music. Oh yeah, there's nothing really coming out that was really exciting. Yeah, really exciting. And whatnot. Sam Hunt comes in there, and you know, boom, boom. Then you know, Jason Aldean's pop, yeah. more pop stuff. Yeah. And then Luke Bryan, pop. And these are entertainers of the years that are yes. coming out with pop <laughs> stuff. And so, there. um. You know, that that's and it's gotta change and it's changed throughout history and I just don't think people are really they're too stupid to realize that yeah. it's changing throughout history. And hell so dude, I love me some Texas country. Oh yeah. I love me some yeah, you know, turnpike troubadours who's they're coming, coming back. back they're coming I back. I don't yeah. know much about them, but I hear they're coming back. Oh my God. How did the Texas see? country thing happen? Like What's it's that? like just out of nowhere. Maybe I just wasn't super aware of them, but like it crossed over from like um Tyler Childers being like an underground artist to like sorority girls listening to him. You of know course, How of that course, happen? and it's crazy to think that um, that can happen now because yeah. back in the day, if you wanted to listen to an artist, they had to have been signed to a label. Yeah, you know what I mean. They didn't make it. They didn't make yeah. it unless it was like us that had personal connections. We could get your CD. Yeah, or whatever. Our, our CD. You didn't make it, and the only way to get on a label was walking up. Yeah. And putting your CD in the mailbox <laughs> and, and playing hope, your ass off and hoping they <laughs> yeah. they they liked it. But so that's the great thing about social media and marketing and everything now is that people can listen to different types of music, and that's yeah, why everything. you see, um, you know, Childers is still based out I think Kentucky or wherever yeah. he's from, and uh, Riley Green stays down in Alabama a good bit. Yeah, uh, Cody Johnson stays in Texas, and um. They're able to do this type of stuff and still make it from these places uh-huh. and and have great following. So I think that's the main reason why these artists, once streaming came about yeah. and marketing, um, people can stream anybody they want to. Yeah. So I think that's one of the biggest. I'm trying to think of what's the name of, um, there's this really big country page on Instagram that's it's like Rowdy Boots or something. Oh, um, you know what it is? It's either Raised Rowdy or... I follow Raised Rowdy. It might be it's that not, one. It's not them. It's um. There's another I one, but it, they post um like it'll be like a graphic, be like, if you ain't listening to Tyler Childers, what are you doing? It's like, damn, these motherfuckers are in like oh, control yeah. of what's popular. You whiskey know what I mean? riff. That's it. Whiskey riff. I follow whiskey I love riff. Yeah. Me some whiskey. Yes, dude. And it's like, damn, these guys are like, they keep pumping that content. I wonder if that's a deal with labels kind of thing that they have worked out maybe <laughs> to like push certain songs and stuff. I don't know. I think I think people have such a they have so much passion behind those Texas artists yeah, that they it's real it's like they own them and you know yeah. these are the small artists not getting played <laughs> on the radio so they're gonna surround around them and which mm-hmm. is great that's what those artists yeah. need um, and I'm glad they have all those um, fans and them. they're selling out shows yeah. so they have everybody behind it but I think there's a you know a part of everybody that's like oh yeah I mean, look, I'm behind this artist screw screw Sam Hunt to the world and I'm like dude Stop. you can like that other music you can you're not your granddad that only listens to Waylon Jennings anymore. yeah dude I'll never forget you like Co Wetzel Co Wetzel I like right? some Co Wetzel yeah. Co Wetzel came and played the theater and I I, did. Almost, I wasn't that early on him but like it was like the first record was out and that was it and I think there was probably like Two, three hundred people there to see him. It was yeah. like it was like literally only a year and a half or two years ago. And like and now, two or three hundred isn't a lot. That's what for I'm everybody saying. like very empty theater. Yeah, yeah. For a national touring act coming exactly. in, not a lot. I've got videos. I need to send them to you because yeah, I think I think it's cool. And um 
he just sat out there. He's like, man, I can't believe any of y'all have even heard of us. You know what I mean? And then literally a year later, like he could he could do four nights in there if he wanted, probably. Oh my gosh, easily. TikTok, yeah. TikTok, social media, yeah. People surrounding our ours. and um, people. Love, I'm telling you, people just love the fact that they're able to associate yeah. with an artist like that that they right. know that is really never going to get that radio play that they deserve. Yeah, but does that make it better? I think it kind of a little bit. Does. Maybe I mean, yeah, yeah. And I don't even think these artists even want radio play. Yeah, it's not the big fish anymore. I mean, I guess like if you're trying to win Entertainer of the Year, it is. Yeah, but like exactly. success wise, like you can be very successful and never get a fucking radio exactly. play ever. You know what I mean? And, and these are the type of people that stay like us the rest of their life. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they can, they can go home at the end of the day and like still enjoy. The, the, the things that we enjoy today yeah. I mean they, they're not high maintenance you know what I mean they yeah. they don't really need it these are the type of guys that really just like to get out there like Marcus King for example yeah, yeah. Marcus King example. can be marketed in so many different type of markets but like mm. he loves to play go look at his tour <laughs> he, he plays it. six out of seven days of the week and it does not matter like he canceled a um, Bridgestone Arena tour in Nashville whenever uh-huh. I was there he was opening for Chris Stapleton okay. and he, he canceled Bridgestone Arena <laughs> massive the, the biggest insane. amphitheater in town <laughs> yeah no it's like it's like where the, the hockey Preds team play. The, the Preds, Preds play, play yeah. dude like I don't, over 20,000 people dude uh-huh. and then he scheduled a tour uh, he scheduled a show a pop-up show at the basement east maybe oh a, dude I know the basement maybe That's a 500 cap venue bro I am about to say I emailed the basement east and they responded they're no like yo way. they're like yo we'll get you in there sometime I was like I can't wait <laughs> That's tiny, bro. Ah. <laughs> I love That's that, wild, dude. bro. That's he just so played funny. the basement east instead? Yes, and I could have spit on him. <laughs> and at the Bridge at Bridgestone Arena, I couldn't have thrown a football to him. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, um and so th- these artists just like the yeah. tour. And Those they like are the guys that win, I think, you know what I mean? Like yeah. deep down, like if you're like just like the guys who fucking love to play, like Riley Green and like you know those guys exactly. that play at four shows a week or whatever, and like they could be so successful, like selling out the theater, I don't know, three nights straight or selling out whatever amphitheater in the town, two thousand mm-hmm. cap, you know, yeah, like that's pretty fucking successful, and you'll yeah. never hear them on the radio, exactly. Ever. Exactly. Who listens to radio? I don't listen to radio anymore. Do you? I don't listen to radio unless it's <laughs> trying to find Connor's song. <laughs> but um, it is a big deal. It's though, a I'm big sure. deal. Yeah. It's like still like no one listens to radio, but it's still yeah. one of those checkpoints. Like if I heard my song on the radio, it'd be it's like freaking. it'd be sick. And it's like we, we'll be the the radio the country radio station here mm-hmm. loves Connor Smith. Really? What is Ridiculous. the country radio station here? One hundred six point one. One hundred six point one. And then they have a one hundred one point five. Yeah. And um. They play Connor's song all the time. So that's that was awesome. the first time I heard it was in Athens. I ran out of my car. You should go to Connor's socials, and he posted yeah. a video of me. I was like, Connor's on the radio. Connor's on the radio. <laughs> and it's actually on his feed, which I'm surprised he posted it. But um, and it's me freaking out. But um, anyways, the um, they they kept on playing on the radio, and then I heard it on another radio station. Uh-huh. And I was kind of used to this one. We were all the friends of my car, and I was like, wow, like that's yeah. kind of – I mean. We we didn't choose to put on that song. Yeah, like, someone else chose to put on that song because you know 
they like it. And, you mm-hmm. know, Naturally. there's probably over a hundred other people listening to that yeah. song right now. Like, that's pretty crazy to me. And so I think that's the cool thing about radio is just because. Yeah, it's nice to see the big wheels moving because you see a lot of artists, like, obviously, the bigger you get, uh, even some midsize, they'll post, like, their song, and then they'll, the next day they'll do the ads. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, these guys have relationships with these la- these stations, and, like, 100%. they've stopped by to play acoustic and stuff, and it's like, okay, they've been doing this for five years, and now they've got 20 ads on day one. It's like, yeah. good for you, you know what exactly. I mean? So that's the big picture. Exactly. But to the untrained eye, everybody's just like, oh, I got picked up everywhere, you know? Exactly. Which doesn't happen, but it exactly. gets subtly picked up, like you're saying. And, and you got to go on radio tour. Yeah, totally. Connor's been doing radio tour. Really? It's, um, it seems uh, gruesome. Yeah. But, uh, it's just, I think, I think he enjoys it. He gets such a positive mindset whenever it Good comes to him. it. He likes, Connor really loves playing shows like Marcus yeah. King. He doesn't care about the money. I was like, I'll ask him, I'll ask him what his deal is for a night. And he's like, I don't know. I don't care. I just want to play music. <laughs> Good like, for I him, guess. man. Okay, He'd love to hear that. Living. And so, um, but it's it's just for from an artist perspective, I think it would be tough because you're you're playing in a cinder block room yeah. for ten people, people yeah. yeah, six or seven people, and then the next night you're playing like a a show in Athens yeah. for four hundred people screaming your songs. Yeah, you're playing at like one thirty. Exactly. Like you know what I mean? It's like yeah. not like so. so it, it has to be a tough transition. <laughs> yeah, like, totally. Let's go Athens. <laughs> How are we doing out there? Yeah, just sitting in a room with people yeah. that don't know your songs. And so, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it's tough, but I do think it's vital, like you're saying. I think uh, a good maybe tip, I haven't been able to do it myself yet just because, like, maybe not enough connections, but, like, the college radio station is in town. I'm trying yeah. to, like, when Jameson Tank and when Granville yeah. go to Tuscaloosa, like, hit up the college radio and be like, yo, exactly. we're playing tonight at the booth. Can we come by at 3 and do a little radio show or something? Have you ever done that here? I've done radio it station? at Wuog in Athens, which okay. is, like, the UGA radio station. I don't know. You cool. go to UGA, right? I'm at UNG. Oh, actually. word. I yeah, did that, I'm, too. I did that, too. Oh, Transfer in. Yeah, yeah. That's the way Heck to do yeah, it, man. Dude. You'll save a shit ton of money, yeah. and your GPA will be higher. That's exactly. the way to do it. I've did you being, do two years? I did two years, yeah. Okay. I think I'm going to do one year. <laughs> oh, you're quick on it. But, yeah, my uh, <laughs> I had hope. Yeah? Did you have hope? I had hope, yeah. Yeah. So, I, we bit. got, we got like, our uh, our invoices today from the next semester, and I sent uh-huh. it to my mom, and she was like, I pay more in rent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I pay Dude. more, I, or I'm paying your rent is more expensive <laughs> yeah. per month for a whole semester of college. Yeah. Like, this is crazy, man. <laughs> so, Dude, yeah, I've been wanting to do a whole episode on it because I wish more people knew about it. That like you yeah. can go to. I, I did Athens Tech actually, which is just okay. Yeah, same exactly. thing though. But you can go to a tech school, and they literally have enough financial aid to literally pay for you to go. I've gotten a refund almost every semester really? when I was there. Wow, and um. And it keeps your GPA high because the classes are easier. Yeah, so you do two exactly. years at UNG, two years at Athens Tech. Transfer to UGA, you got a killer high UGA. Exactly. You save twenty thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, dude. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm I'm really blessed with yeah, this opportunity you, because um, if I would have if I would have gone to um, UGA, yeah. I feel like I wouldn't be this connected. I wouldn't have time. Yeah, to it be this connected in the music. Um, if I rush fraternity, I won't be that. Um, Focused. I, I won't be that focused. Yeah. Uh, I'm planning on working fraternity next year, but like, I'm able to fill every single one of them out for an entire year. That's so awesome, I'll, I'll be able to figure out what I want to do. Good for um, you, man. And you know, it gives me a lot more time. You know, obviously yeah. UNG is a little bit easier than UGA, so That's good. I'm able to focus heavily on music yeah. and 
That's awesome, dude. Heavily on school, mom. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. in a rush to graduate, man. But as somebody who's pretty much graduated, there's no rush, man. Take exactly. take fucking six years. If you exactly. Need it, take dude. six years. But anyways, exactly. getting back to the music, I guess the thing for you, though, is you're not attached musically at all to either of these artists, except for by, like, you're just fans of them. Yeah. So when you're taking a shot on Granville or taking a shot on Connor, uh, you really have no, like... Oh, I'm gonna be able to do this forever with them. You know what I mean? Like you're not like getting ten percent of what they make forever, right? Uh, yeah, you know exactly, I mean? exactly. So you're just doing it because you love them, which is better, anyways. And I love working in music. This why I want to do yeah. the rest. This why I want to do the rest of my life. But ne- not yeah. necessarily these gigs are gonna be like 100%. Your, your lifetime. Yeah, yeah. My, my lifetime. And you know, this is what I've been. I've been blessed, and like things have been. A lot of people wouldn't have the opportunity to manage an artist like Granville. Oh yeah, until. Somebody. Until later on, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm a before I even started college, it was honestly like placed at my feet, and like That's Connor's great. connection was placed at my feet, and um, all these connections were placed, yeah. and I'd be stupid not to take any of these. Yeah, and dude. you know, I this is what I want to do. So um, I just want to do the rest of my life. So maybe I want to take these opportunities and everything like that is um, amazing. And but yeah, whenever I do get to Nashville, it'll be three or four years so you have a great it'll resume be a lot. yeah i'll, I'll yeah. have a resume and yeah. i already have my feet soaked yeah. um yeah. Not, my, not a little wet <laughs> not a little so, dabbled, so. hopefully they'll be soaked whenever i get there and so i have a, a good understanding of what i'm doing because yeah i think a lot of people get into nashville not knowing the the business side of it all a lot of people don't really uh-huh. get there I, a, a lot of the artists i talk our artists like managers and uh-huh. buyers agents stuff get like somehow just were placed into nashville and somehow got into it yeah. not even really knowing what was going on you know gotcha. what i mean um yeah i know plenty of people like that are like yeah. oh well but also there's a lot of people like that go to belmont pursue uh-huh. artist management degree do this or pursue yeah. a production degree and then they get into the market they want to be in and they're like I can't get a job. So <laughs> it's really just like, I don't even know how it really works. I, yeah. I can't really make it's that It's one call. of those things where a degree is not going to really do anything for you. I mean, you'd, you'd obviously learn some stuff in the classes, but like what you're doing, getting your feet soaked oh, per se, 100%. is a million times better. I don't think like anybody could, te- no one can teach you the connections you make. Oh, no way. No, no way. one can There's teach no you. networking class, you know what no, I mean? There's no. no networking class. And you I mean, seem no to be really gonna... good at it so far, man. Well, thank you. You got an act for you, it. Thank you. Oh. And you do too, dude. You're getting booked <laughs> everywhere too. So. Thank you, man. I mean, Heck well, yeah. I think you, like you kind of saying that, like you just know you want to do it. Like you're just kind of mm-hmm. built for it, obviously. Like you can't like fake that. Like if somebody was bad, like with people skills, like they would not be networking very well. Exactly. But you're good at it. So keep doing it. Thank you, man. Thank yeah. you. That's what so I, would you, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, so you're taking Granville and Connor per se. Is like the end game for you to like have a bunch of artists that you're pushing or have one bigger artist or like whatever. Yeah. yeah. So that's a great question. Yeah. Um, in game, in game. My sister's always talked about like collaborating on something together, yeah. me and her. That'd be cool. Doesn't don't know how that's gonna work. <laughs> but yeah. So whenever I do get out of college, uh, for, first off, I'll probably take internships in Nashville all throughout college. Very smart. Um. Second, whenever I do get to Nashville. Mm-hmm. I think I'll probably start working for an artist management company. Gotcha. So I probably won't take a like a, a full fledged artist um, right out the gate. You know, yeah, yeah, I yeah. still have to um, artist management. Cappy would tell you this, and um, 
he he's he's like a promoter. He's uh-huh. taking a risk. You know what I mean? Yeah. He he's hiring employees, and you know that's more of a safe option for me. But at the same time, we were talking about like putting it all down on artists <laughs> and like live it living in the streets on couches <laughs> and stuff. But um, no, I think. I think I have so many, I and I can I can figure out what scares me about people moving to Nashville is them getting involved with the wrong people that aren't going to yeah. set them on the right track. I think in three years I'll hundred percent know who's going to set me on the right track. Yeah, but um, but Cappy would tell you. I mean, he he has employees to pay. You I mean uh-huh. during COVID it was tough, yeah. but um, you know those employees still got paid. So I feel like I would um, start with an artist management company, okay. really feel out the ropes. So working Re- for one. Working for gotcha, one. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and, and hopefully, and what they kind of let you do in artist management company is like they'll, you, you'll come on as an employee. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Flat rate, flat salary mm-hmm. throughout the year. And, you know, once you start learning your uh, ropes, then you'll, I mean, You'll you'll get to a day to day manager position, gotcha. um, tour manager type uh-huh. uh, position, and then once you get through that, then you'll actually be able to take on an artist gotcha, completely, gotcha. take on artists completely, do everything for them, and then the company would take you know say a, another or split your fifteen percent yeah. cut with you or something like that. Gotcha. And, Interesting. Um, that's what I've seen. Yeah. Some are different. Everything I mean, your path kind of is there, you know what I mean? If, you, if yeah. that's what you're going to do, it seems like you got your path figured out. Exactly. You just find a company kind of with four years of experience booking. you got a great start with Granville and Connor. I mean, your resume is yeah. going to be massive by then, you know what Thank I mean? Thank you, man. Like successfully booked, promoted, managed. Yeah. 625 shows in yeah. four years or whatever, exactly. you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly, So dude. that's awesome, dude. And like, um, you hear about managers <laughs> kind of getting burned a lot. Well, I guess not really, but like you have no long-term contract. It's kind of the deal, yeah. Right? Contracts it's month to with, month. Yeah, contracts with managers are kind of weird. Very thin, right? Very thin. Interesting. But um, and people move in and out of management, yeah, all the time. But um, you also have like sunset clauses. So like if you, yeah, I I don't know if it's month to month, but I think it may be like yearly. Mm-hmm. Like you have a year or two that you sign on to a contract, and then yeah. you have like sunset clauses. Do you know what that sunset? Fade you out, yeah, fade yeah. you out. Learned so, about like, that music business. Te- I, that, I took yeah. music business at University of Georgia. Are you going to do this? I think I'm going to do it. I don't you know quite yet. One hundred percent should do it. Okay, no perfect. doubt. That's what everybody tells me. So I think do. I'm going to do it. 100%. It's so great. They have artist management class. I mean, not that you need that stuff because you're already doing it, but yeah. it'll get you network. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. There's always more to be learned. Yeah, I'm dude. never going to know. Totally everything. If 100%. you do music business, by the end of it, you'd be managing like fucking six bands. Oh, it's like so, everybody in yeah. the program is like a band and like usually popping, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so exactly. that'll be great. So. But, um, interesting, dude. It's very, very nice to hear about this kind of stuff. Cause I'm, I'm kind of in it. Like, uh, I guess it's my choice, but like, I don't have a manager kind of, but yeah. like, it's nice to have manager like you. Cause you just let you do pretty much everything. And grand bill just rides the creative side of things. Right? Exactly. I, I say my job is, um, everything other than making or all they have to do is show up and play. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's great. I, I try, I try to handle everything else. And you know, yeah. that that's obviously flexible. Yeah, of course. But, um, People don't understand how much work that is, though, man. Because, like, rounding a tour, like, leave it to it. If you reach out to somebody and you say, hey, February 18th is the only date I could do, somebody else is going to hit you up first and say, you know, February 18th to work. And exactly. they hit you back. It's like, oh, oh fuck, exactly, we dude. did that now. And managing, I mean, just managing payments and yeah. um, splits and getting, oh, my gosh. There's just so much stuff, like. It kind of makes me, I'm kind of freaking out right now because I'm thinking about everything I got to do. But um, yeah. Do you have uh, a favorite part of it? Like, because obviously you enjoy the business side of it or you wouldn't be doing it. I'll and tell you this. my This is my dream. 
Okay, my me. dream is uh, working for an artist and then walking on stage uh-huh. to a screaming crowd and they scream every song of their or yeah. every lyric of every song. That's hype, man. And that that's amazing. Whenever they play terrible things, yeah, at the, I almost teared up when they played terrible things at the Georgia Theater, and um, everybody was singing it. I that's mean, that hype, that's man. like that's priceless. You, you just don't. I mean, that's priceless. Yeah, and, dude. And one of the biggest things about the Georgia Theater is we, they have all access passes, yeah. and so we got passes, and. I have been, my sister's been in Nashville for 12 years, dude. Yeah. I've had 10, 11 years of me being given, pa- I've, I've gotten so many passes uh, from my sister, just backstage at yeah. amphitheaters, big shows like that. And that was the first pass I've ever earned. You know what I mean? Yeah, you I've ever it. really gotten, I put That's it on, awesome, I was like, man. wow, this is crazy. And so. You can't buy that shit, man. You can't, you can't buy the crowd singing it back either. Oh my God, you can't. You can't buy that. Marketing you, money, don't buy that. That's it real. It's not. <laughs> heck no that's what it's about man legacy kind of stuff you know what i mean like at the end of the day you'll have built something of course at the end of the day you know yeah, what i mean of course because like there's a lot of like uh other careers per se i'd say most of them maybe this isn't a fair take but like you know like um say you were a dentist or something like you you did the dentist thing and at the mm-hmm. end of the day like you die and you're gone or whatever you didn't like build something do you get what i mean of course of course. Not hating on Dennis, but you get what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> we love you, Dennis. Yeah, Dennis are great, but do you get what I'm saying? Like you're 100%. actually trying yeah. to build something from nothing. The framework exactly. is there, exactly. but you have to go after it. And that's why I love, uh, that's why I work in the music industry the day I die, because there's so yeah. much risk there, and there's so much like unknown, yeah. and you know, I can't imagine going, graduating college and just working a job yeah, that I know imagine. that I'm going to wake up and go to every day. Like, I don't know Same how my time. dad does it. Yeah. <laughs> he's been cracking backs for like 40 years now. It <laughs> feels like, uh, yeah, he's a chiropractor. <laughs> awesome, man. So he's a chiropractor. And, um, and so I can't, I can't see yeah. how it, it's just for I, some people and it's not, you're wired different. No, I'm not, I'm wired. I, yeah. I just can't imagine doing it. Yeah. Man. Said, well, let's do it. Um, honestly, how old are you? Are you 19? Yeah. I'm 19. 19. Yeah. Dude, honestly, the fact that you have your head on this straight and like, you know that you're going to be in the music industry is fucking your years. Oh, thank you. you man. I, t- I told Jackson the same thing. Like you guys are fucking yeah. years in front of most people. Like most people are, are graduating college thinking, Hey, maybe I want to do this music thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and, and I will say that is why I love Athens, Georgia to love death. It. Yeah. Because everybody's passion, everybody's a work ethic here. Everybody has a drive here so for much. something. And there's a plenty. I mean, Athens is like a little mini Nashville. Yeah, dude. It really is. It is. It's, it's like America. a little mini Nashville. I mean, yeah. connections and buyers and all the bands and everything. And but at the same time, like everybody in Athens has this drive for something. You can get into a conversation at a bar with someone at a bar with someone and be like, hey, what's your major? And they'll yeah. tell you, I mean, it's uh, international studies with a minor in this yeah. and a uh, emphasis in this. And you're like, what do you want to do? I mean, say a marketing major. I was talking to one other day, and it's like, what do you want to do with that? And they're yeah. like, well, I plan to come out of college with a minor in this. So if I if this doesn't work out in my marketing major, then this will work out. And then uh-huh. I'll have an emphasis on this. And um, I want to be a marketing director of a Fortune 500 one day and blah, blah. Uh-huh. And it's like. These are my friends. You know what awesome, I mean? yeah. These are my friends that I usually <laughs> don't have these type of conversations with. But if you yeah. want to, you can. Everybody, we have a good time on the weekends. But Monday yeah. morning, it's time to go. And it's people gone. are ready to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. People, and so People really don't come here to dick around, I think. Like everybody don't. here, there's something in the air. There's like everybody knows what they're kind of trying to do in some way. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Which is exactly what you're saying, which is awesome. Like I can't count the number of conversations I've had with Boar's Head with people who just like, oh, yeah, I want to um, start a – horse company the fucking 
exactly. training horses. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, like, okay, good for you, man. You yeah, know what I mean? and then you can walk over and someone, someone wants to be a finance different. manager yeah. of a big company or something. It's crazy, you know? man. And people know what they want to do. And yeah. that's the thing is it I don't think it'll ever change because everybody in Athens is just so driven. Yeah. By, it's by not what they like want to this do. everywhere, man. It's oh. what's wild. Oh it's my god! It's not gosh. at all like this everywhere. I don't want to, I don't want to <laughs> degrade any college <laughs> towns, but dude, I've been to some college towns, yeah. and it's like, what do you want to do? And these there are seniors there, and it's like, oh, I'm here for the beer and the girls, and I'm like, oh my gosh! Dude. And um, especially when you start touring, because you've toured with the man a little bit, yeah. you go to these towns, and it's like, it's like. You guys don't have a scene here? Like, you don't have a... Like, it's just, like, three bands playing? Or it's like... Oh, yeah. You guys don't have a central place? Like, no, there's no sort of network? It's just like... That's it, really? Exactly. Like, damn, that's crazy. Like, yeah. Are you talking? Towns. About, are you talking about like the band scene in that town? Oh, a particular in that situation. Yeah, yeah. it's like there's no sort of centralized like in Athens. You know, you have the rounds yeah. and like every band oh, knows one another. Exactly. It's like, you in, guys in, don't have bands there, in Athens, Georgia. There is live music every night yeah. at all these bars, <laughs> like Nashville. That's what makes me think of Nashville. And yeah. Stuff. And yeah, I mean, like we played Auburn for Auburn, Georgia weekend, yeah. and Auburn actually has a lot of great music coming out, like the Stews and oh, the, um, the Plains Band. Yeah, all those guys are great. But we played there, and yeah. there was – we didn't really put two and two together, but it was the Future Birds in Granville playing. Yeah. We were like, we're playing y'all's biggest event all year, and like, <laughs> there's two Athens bands playing, and you're playing <laughs> Georgia tomorrow. You're playing Georgia tomorrow, and you hired two Athens bands, and we were all laughing about in the green room, and it was yeah. like, well, dang, it's where crazy. are y'all's bands at? Yeah, dude, like, we'll go to, we'll go to, like, Tuscaloosa, for example, and they'll be like, we don't, you got, we've never seen a rock band here. We've yeah. we, we don't get any rock bands <laughs> yeah. coming through. The, the managers of the bars will tell us that. I'm like, really? Like, like wow. you guys don't have any kind of, like, centralized hub of music here coming through, and it's like, that's wild, and, like, when a, when Alabama fraternities or George Southern fraternities, not George Southern, George Southern makes sense, but especially when Alabama fraternities book us, I'm like, really? Like, why, why us? You know yeah, I mean? exactly. Like you guys have, should have plenty of bands. Like Athens, we're not bringing in that many yeah. Alabama bands or exactly. Auburn bands, you know what I mean? And, and the funny thing is, is, like, there's so many bands in Athens uh, that, like, they're tired of us. Like, yeah. people are tired of Granville. Yeah. Like, we, we all know it. Granville knows it. It Everybody, won't be long. Yeah, and so um, it's kind of funny that, like we we y'all come to another college town everybody's yeah. like yeah and that's the same way athens is too it's yeah. like another band comes in like the students are coming in everybody's like yeah. yeah it's like awesome and like we come to we go to auburn yeah. per se everybody's like yeah and so <laughs> um yeah it's, it's um it the the frat market also is crazy learning that crazy. learning that type thing i mean like just just People are ble- all the college kids here are blessed with great frat, uh, great yeah. frat market. Oh, great. I mean, you don't have that stupid wristband thing and security yeah. that you have to deal with, deal with. and having it deal with the guest list and stuff. But at the same time, the talent that comes through here to frat markets is insane. The budgets are I mean, huge. It's amazing budget, they can afford them. It's great. I mean, one fraternity put on a almost near hundred thousand dollar show yeah. earlier this year, <laughs> and I'm like. Oh my gosh, that was a one-day show, dude. And I'm like, whoa, like y'all are crazy. And like, that doesn't happen. People live, the guy putting it on, I was like, dude, people live to put on stuff like you just put on. Like, that's their main salary every year. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like. He's just a social chair? Yeah, he's just a social chair. and like Organizer of the event, you know. You you just dropped a hundred grand on 
on something on on these artists coming in and you know a thousand people coming out i remember it was when i first moved to athens uh i don't remember how i would see it but fraternities used to would like post their party schedule Mm -hmm. and it'd be like fucking i swear it'd be like fucking it'd be john langston and then the next week it'd be migos and then it'd be waka flocka and then it'd be Corey smith like four weeks straight i was like how the fuck can they afford this you know are you doing it i mean it's It's insane insane. it's crazy but then you'll go down to like a you go down like Georgia Southern and yeah. like talk to them about their budgets and they're like, Oh, we don't have that much left in the rest of the semester and yeah. it'll be like September and you're like, Wow, like that's crazy. That's a lot different. Yeah. But, and then and then college kids this pop Athens is awesome when it comes to music. It's like college kids put on like jam for cam. Yeah. Like massive. an event that sold eleven thousand tickets two years ago. Wow. Eleven how, or twelve thousand this year. They had a cap on seventy five hundred. So okay. I think they did seventy five hundred. Still a but fucking ton, at, you know what I mean? People live their life to put on a yeah. like. I mean, yeah. people live. That's like for the that. end game. <laughs> yeah, that's like the end game, man. To put on something like that, and yeah. see that people the work festivals bands. for the their life like that. Yeah. And um, and these are frat guys, really not involved in music much, but they want to hear music. I mean, they yeah. want to they want to put it on, yeah. do it for a good cause, and then you know they drop over a hundred grand, but make a lot more uh-huh. after like they did like thirty dollar tickets. So, oh, worth yeah. Um, all goes yeah. to donations or whatever. Yeah, one cool. of like their fraternity brothers died a couple years back. Yeah. sadly. but um, interesting. I think it's a good thing because it's been a big deal. Like I remember Springhouse did it one year. I guess course. that was the eleven thousand year. Of course, and that yeah. was just crazy. I, I think the fraternity seems really good for bands like uh, Granville, James Tank. Like, yeah, dude. Well, everybody, dude. Yeah, there's not a band in, in Athens that doesn't benefit from it unless they're like actively not trying to play them. You know, exactly. And like I don't, dude. They're fucking some of the funnest shows I've ever played have been oh fraternity my, shows. Oh my gosh, because they Ours pay for too. you. They get down. You know what I mean? Oh. They have a good time. Heck yeah. yeah, dude. And people are going to show up. And that's the thing about that's why uh, ticketed shows are so hard in Athens because the yeah. market's so saturated. I mean, like, we p- yeah. we'll play a fraternity show three out of four weekends in a month. Yeah. And then you you go and you try to sell tickets to a Thursday night show. No one's going to buy tickets. Yeah. They already saw you. They totally. had the opportunity to see you three times in a month, like <laughs> for free. So no one's going to, no broke college kids going to pay 10, 15 bucks yeah. for a ticket. So yeah. Ticket events are a little tough here. I guess they're tough everywhere though. I mean, a, in a it's, way. it's really tough in Athens. Yeah. I think the, the theater, the shows have been kind of skimpy. Yeah. Um, that's what I hear. That's what I which hear. is so sad. I hate that. as well, unfortunately, but they'll yeah. be back. But, I think, I think everybody will be back. I think, Again, Athens, Athens is the the market is so yeah. so saturated, so it's so tough. I think one of the tricks on the ticketed thing, I guess, this is kind of obvious, is like play a place that people already want to be, like the theater. You know what I mean? That helps of a ton, as opposed to another yeah. venue in of town course. Yeah, of, that we've played. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, yeah. and you know the the um, the forty watt and the, the the theater they have so much history to them. Yeah, you know so I mean? much. People like that always makes it cooler. People like having that uh, history behind them. So yeah, that's interesting, man. And it's it's. It's nice that we're small enough as bands, or I speak for, you know what I mean, us, yeah. our, our sector of the band industry right now is like, we can play four frat shows in a month and like, we're going to burn the audience out, but it's like, okay, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but exactly. a band like, I don't know, Future Birds or AFTM even, it's like, okay, well, we've sold out the theater twice and made over 20 grand each night. Yeah. We shouldn't play four frat shows because it'll it'll hurt our next theater show. Exactly. Do you get what I'm saying? Exactly. So they only get to play in town once every four months, and we're exactly. getting to play fucking four in one month. Yeah. Albeit less money. Not that that matters, but we get to play more right now, yeah. which is nice. Exactly. And it's fun. It's fun kind of staying around. Yeah, it is. I like the frat shows. Frat shows are it. great. And they're great publicity because, I mean, you, if say we went to Oxford right now mm. and we played 
a bar show, a flat rate bar show mm-hmm. at not the biggest, say a mediocre bar. Yeah. Maybe 150, 200 people may come out. Yeah. Now, if we go on a game day weekend and play a frat show with a rented out stage, production, sound, lighting, whatever. A few thousand people. A few thousand people. Yeah. They come out. And they ask who you are, and you put a little sign up, and do that's. I mean, that's, and you get paid more. Yeah, I mean, a lot more. <laughs> is there even a question there yeah. for for us? I mean, like, so if Connor comes in town, we actually talked about putting him on a frat show um, when he came in town last weekend. He played mm-hmm. a, he played the warehouse Friday, and then frat show Saturday, and it's like, um, or we were going to try to get him on a frat show yeah. Saturday, and it was like country music artist coming in, and he was like, well, if the payments are right, he did. I, I started <laughs> asking about it, and I was like. Dude, would you want to do it? I think I could put you on like um, a, a cool show. And yeah. he's like, "Well, I mean, I guess." Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. He didn't really even know what was going on um, because he's ne- that's really never that doesn't really happen radar. with those. Yeah, yeah, country artists. So it's pretty interesting. That's interesting. There really doesn't seem to be a country scene here, unfortunately. Kind of. I would love it. Yeah. I'm going to flip it around in four years. You Let's do get it. Get it done, man. Get it done. <laughs> I think you could do it. There used yeah. to be that guy. That, he's pretty popular now. Um, Jordan Rowe? Jordan Rowe, yeah. He, he used to play like Moonshiners yeah. and stuff. And I actually just went on with him. I work for him now. Really? Good yeah. Good for you, man. Good for you. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he used dude. To, I remember he used to go and like <laughs> fucking like, not Aaron Murray. Uh, Maybe, what was his name? Uh. Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm would always share it. I was like, okay, well, maybe we go to this show. Yeah. But um, like, other than like people dropping by the theater and dropping to the warehouse, the warehouse killing it with them, you know, yeah, party, cold kind of stuff. Uh, we don't really seem to have much of a country scene. We don't. We don't. Which and is surprising. But when Hardy comes out, it's, it sold out in two minutes. He did two nights, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Um, Insane, dude. Insane. Uh, but yeah. I'm, how does that happen? How do we not have a country scene at all? I mean, I know, I do don't you know, know James it. Mason? James Mason's a nice guy who makes country in town. James He's, he's doing the whole moving, driving back and forth to Nashville thing. Okay, cool. Nice guy, though. I've talked to um, Bradley Logan Crosby. He's uh-huh. he's really talented, oh, too. He's yeah. um here. He's a senior. so Interesting. He's doing some cool stuff. So um, Bradley's awesome. He, he came up and did a song with uh, Connor. Yeah? Past weekend, Good so, for him. Yeah, man. So, well, maybe it's that there's – I don't know. Maybe there's just not enough of them because, like, if there I mean, was – yeah. Like, if they had a band and, like, they were playing, like, fucking, like, Jason Aldean and Sam Hunt shit every night, like, oh they God. would be killing it. Yes, you know what I mean? Would. And people listen to that here. Yeah, it's not like they, they do, don't man. listen to it. Yeah. I just think, I think the whole entire history around Athens is that it's not that much of a country yeah. market. Now, Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa, Knoxville, you know, all yeah. these, Auburn, even for uh-huh. say, like, um, that that's more of a country they don't have that, that much sense. history they don't have history as um yeah. from anything else but i mean all of our parents grew up around rem mm-hmm. uh widespread panic all these yeah. type uh bands that aren't country so i see it through all these fr- frat guys and stuff it's like their parents grew up around rem so i mean like they i mean uh widespread panic so i mean mm. they love widespread panic, <laughs> they so love it. They, yeah they love it and it's awesome i love the history there me too man you know? that's that's that makes everything cooler i like playing places with good history i like booking places with good history of course uh, i like hearing about stuff like this like when luke comes with small and stuff yeah, like that it's very cool the process is great. You seem to enjoy the process too. Oh, the process is awesome. Yeah, I'd love to see you fucking turn the country scene up in town. That'd be interesting, dude. That'll be so much fun. I you can do, do it, it, man. I want to do it. Have uh, you thought about like maybe like being like, all right, well, I mean, Granville doesn't take up a hundred percent of your time, does it? Like, could you pick up some other artists? Have you thought yeah, about it? So that's what I'm kind of doing with like Jordan right now. I just yeah. I can talk about this now, but I um 
I just picked up like a social media consulting job. So TikTok, cool. like me and Connor did. Yeah. And um, we're going to do that for a little bit and see how that goes. So I'm starting to pick up other things. Um, but you're right. Uh, yeah. Granville doesn't take 100% of my time up yet. Just 90. Um, yeah, just 90. <laughs> but then I have to, then we have that school thing. So that other yeah. 10% may be the school. Who knows? But, you got about uh, 2% left? Yeah, exactly. So, Interesting. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to figure out the balance. I'm busy right now. Yeah. I'm busy. Uh-huh. And so Granville's actually taking off all of December and half uh-huh. of January to do. Uh, we have one more show, and uh-huh. it's one show in December. We blocked off our schedule about three or four months ago. But we're doing that so we can um, record an album. It's very smart. And, um, and if we would fans if, a break. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you're saying, exactly. overexposed. You know, that's our exact, exact plan, exactly, too. Dude. We're taking December off. Like, let, let's reset in spring. You know, everybody will be fired back up then. Do it. That's exactly what you got to do, man. That's the plan, man. Time. Well, shit, dude. It's been great to talk to you a while. This might be the longest episode I've done in a minute. It was just going so well. How long was it? 92 minutes. How many really? An that? hour and a half of them. An hour and a half, give or take. You know what I mean? I love well, it. When, when just being earnest goes, about an hour, they, they say, oh, we'll just do a part two. We'll be out the next <laughs> we'll <do a> part two. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Thank yeah, you, just being earnest well, is great. Thank but, you. Dude, for... thanks for coming out. Do you have any closing notes? Anything you want to tell the people? Any your dude. your Instagram to reach out to you? That kind of stuff? Uh, yeah. I mean, my Instagram is Jake underscore Kenny. Love it. Uh, reach out. Say yeah. whatever you want to. Book Granville if you want yeah, to. Yeah, if you need to book Granville, this is the man to talk we'll to. We'll do a co-bill. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> please. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Dude, man. thank you so much yeah. for coming out. You're a smart kid. I think you're on top of it. You're fucking four years ahead of everybody else I know. <laughs> Most you, bands don't even have managers. You pursuing a manager at 19 is fucking incredible. Good thank, for you, man. Thank I'm you so it. much, man. That means a lot. Thank you guys for tuning in. This episode has been with Jake Kenny, I believe episode 55. If you enjoyed the show, check us out on YouTube. It's Jameson Tank. You can subscribe there to keep the episodes coming. Um, you can listen on Spotify. You can listen on Apple Podcasts. You can check us out on Instagram at Jameson underscore OTR. You can give Jake a follow. You can give Granville right. a follow while you're at it because I like those guys as well. That's right. But yeah, keep up with us. Thanks for listening. If you made it this deep in, I'm proud of that. Uh, yeah, that's it. See you later. Give them a wave for the thumbnail. See you up. Love it. Bye. <laughs> Until I feel yours